The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I did not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, On whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. So last week we celebrated the baptism of the Lord. And today there are very similar themes that we continue to reflect on. In fact, in the gospel we have John the Baptist who is reflecting back on what he received from God, his instructions, and how he was not the one, he was not the Messiah but that he was called to prepare the way for the Lord. And so when Jesus was baptized, he received this anointing from the Father. He received the Holy Spirit in his humanity. In his divinity, he was always united with the Father and the Holy Spirit. But in his humanity, he received this anointing. And in a sense, he sanctified the waters of baptism. So he made the same waters of baptism that we received holy, powerful, meaningful. So last week we were reflecting on this reality that we have received the same anointing. The word Christian means anointed one, anointed ones. The word Christ means the anointed one. In Greek, the Messiah in Hebrew. So if you are a Christian, you are an anointed one. You've received this new identity in Christ through the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I don't know that we really appreciate that enough. Because we have this mission, which I think is highlighted very nicely in the first reading today, as it was last week. But listen to what God is saying. Because he's saying it to Isaiah, for sure, but it it also applies to us. Remember, this is the word of God. And the Lord wants all of us to take something away from this word today. You are my servant, through whom I show my glory. So God wants to show his glory to the world through you. Because he says here, it is too little 
for you to be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. In other words, that's not enough. This little part of the world, I'm not calling you just to show my glory to them alone. I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Wow. We're a part of that. We are a part of that anointing. We are a part of this mission. We've talked so much about being joyful missionary disciples here in the Detroit Archdiocese. Well, we're getting an instruction about what that looks like. At least we're being affirmed in this identity, in this purpose, in this mission. And we really have to pray that that soak in. What's our response? The response sung so beautifully by our choir today. Psalm 40. Here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. Here I am. You called me. Yes. Yes, I have called you. As Paul recognized, Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. Again, that's not just for Paul. That's for all of us. Because then he, he goes on then to, to explain here this calling to you who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be holy, just as he is holy. And he's the one that makes us holy. How? Through the Holy Spirit, through that anointing. It's his very life that he pours into us. He calls us to himself, and then he pours his life into us, and then what does he do? He sends us out. You've heard me talk about that up here. The dynamic of God's dynamic love. You are in that dynamic. You have been baptized. You've been plunged. You've been anointed to become a part of this dynamic of God's dynamic love. He reaches out to us. He brings us in. He pours his life into us. And he sends us out. He says, now you go. Represent me in the world. I had a mom come to me this week a little distressed, a little distressed. Her, her niece is uh, really struggling with her uh, identity and sexuality. And this friend of mine, she was a little concerned about what kind of influence that might have on her daughters. And we talked for a while. And then the next day I read something about Jesus and the way that he approached the leper. We hear about that. We read it this week. We read it this week. The people were so afraid of the lepers in Jesus' day. They didn't want to be contaminated by the lepers. They didn't want to catch the leprosy. But what did Jesus do? He reached out with his anointing and his power. He healed the leper. He wasn't afraid of being contaminated. But I think sometimes we're afraid, especially as we raise up our kids, we're afraid of being contaminated by the world. So I told my friend, 
you talk to your girls. You inspire them. You help them to realize more and more who they are. We don't have to be afraid of the big bad world. Yes, we have to be prudent and judicious in the way that we approach that, especially with our young people. Don't get me wrong. But I think too often we're on the defense. And we just want to, you know, build a wall around ourselves and say, ooh, okay, yeah, we got to protect ourselves from that big bad world. That's not the attitude of a Christian. Rather, we should be on the offense with charity, with truth. We carry this anointing. The world should be afraid of us. When we wake up in the morning and get down on our knees and pray and go before the Lord, the enemy should be trembling. Oh no, he got up. Shoot. You know, there he goes. He's going to wreak all sorts of havoc today. He's going to carry this anointing into the world. He's going to be a light to the nations today. He's going to be a light in his workplace. She's going to be a light wherever she goes. Ah. The devil should be trembling when we wake up in the morning. Dang, there goes another joyful missionary disciple. (laughs) Shoot, what are we going to do? But seriously... That's who we are. That's who we are. So she was inspired by that. She was encouraged by that. And we just need that encouraging word. We need to go back. We need to go back to the word. We need to go before the Lord. Who, as I said, wants us to enjoy his friendship. He wants us to enjoy his company because he enjoys our company. And we spend that time with him in friendship, in joy. We get filled up. That anointing grows ever stronger as we spend more and more time with him. And that gives us more and more confidence to go out and to do battle. Because let's face it, we're in a battle. I think you all realize that. If you don't, well, I'm telling you right now. (laughs) We're in a battle, right? We're in a battle between good and evil. Evil is all over the place. Earlier this week, every once in a while, I, you know, I've got my YouTube you know, app and just you know, to humor myself, I look at what the, the number one trending video is on YouTube. Oh my gosh. You know, it wasn't very inspiring to say the least. You know, and in two days, it gets 25 million hits. And this poor person was so confused, so confused. And then they spread their confusion to 25 million young people in two days. I'm thinking, man, oh man. So we've got to answer the call. Lord, here I am. I come to do your will. Lord, bring me more and more into your love, into your communion. Fill me up with your life. Increase my anointing to send me out to make a difference. Because it does make a difference. I think sometimes the devil likes to discourage us that we're not making a difference. That our prayers, that our acts of charity, that our acts of justice and mercy, that they don't make a difference. 
They do. They absolutely do make a difference. Don't give in to that temptation. It matters. It matters that you're here today. And it matters that people aren't here today. This place should be full. This place should be full at 9.30 on a Sunday morning. Right? It matters. Right? So we got we to gotta do a better job of spreading the good news. We got to bring people back. We got to bring people back because the battle is getting more and more intense. Right? I think you all realize that. But we need more people here praying, worshiping, doing their part. So that's my challenge to you in this new year. Bring somebody back. Bring somebody. You all know some Catholic who doesn't come to Mass anymore. Right? Raise your hand if you know a Catholic who doesn't go to Mass anymore. Yeah. Right? Bring them back. Pray, you know, maybe they're not going to listen to you because you're their mom or you're their whatever. But if you're a sibling, if you're a friend, you know, pray for them. And then little by little, you know, start inviting them back. Start inviting them back. Encourage them. Pray for them. All right? Let's put this in Mother Mary's hands. Let's ask Mother Mary to help all of us grow in this friendship with the Lord that the anointing we have received as Christians would grow more and more each and every day and that we would be that light to the nations that Christ has called us to be. Amen.